What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Week 10 preview matchup. Uh, it's myself and Garrett tonight. Uh, we're just going to jump right in. We're each going to take a side of every matchup and just kind of break it down and split it up that way. Uh, so we'll start off with my matchup versus Andrew. Uh, Andrew hoping not to be the second victim to me and keep his uh, losing streak going, but I think I might be coming in hot on Andrew's side. You know, he's got the Breeze and Michael Thomas stack, which is always lethal. Uh, I don't think the Bengals really have anybody that can hang with Mike Thomas, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does there. Uh, T.Y. Hilton coming off uh, you know injury and not producing a lot and playing against Jacksonville is going to be pretty hard to rely on, but uh, all it really takes is one play with him, even though we haven't seen Luck throw the deep ball. Uh, Dallas showed that they're going to force Cooper the ball, and you, know, you can't really run on Philly, so I think they're going to have to throw a lot, so I think he's good for probably a touchdown. Uh, Ingram has kind of shown some spotty usage, so that really is kind of a boomer bust play this week. And then Michelle and Reed both coming off injury, or Michelle coming off injury, Reed just kind of dealing with some nagging injuries. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what's going on there, but I think Michelle is relatively healthy. So, uh, and then John Ross is really kind of the question mark here with AJ Green out and against New Orleans, whether he can break off a long play. Uh, but I mean, Andrew's team is always a threat every week to put a really big score. And now that Michelle's back, he's got another potential uh, game winner in there. Uh, Garrett, do you want to take my, my side? Sure. Just one quick question on Andrew's side. Uh, you mentioned the Breeze and Thomas stack. We have seen in the past when they blow teams out that they'll just kind of go back to Ingram and rely on the running attack to solve the clock. Why do you think this matchup against the Bengals without A.J. Green could be could be one of those cases? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the Bengals without A.J. really have uh, enough of a passing threat to uh, really keep up with the uh, – with the Saints here, you know, the Saints have had a pretty solid run D. They're the team that's held Gurley to his lowest uh, production so far this year. So without AJ, I have a hard time seeing how the Bengals, you know, keep up with the uh, Saints really. And like you said, they might just lean on Ingram a lot. So I don't know if there's going to be enough scores by the Saints to go around between all three. Right, because I'm looking at it, and when the Saints are <coughs> by more, or have won by more than 10 points, Thomas is held under 12 each time. Interesting. Good step. Good step. So on your side thing, just to give you a little bit of hope before I go into it, I think Ben should have a pretty Carolina today. Um, he's been pretty consistent all year. Best quarterback against the Blitz, which would serve him well on Thursday night. Cooper Cup had a really solid day against Seattle when he last played them before he got a concussion. I think he had six catches for 70 yards. Uh, Fitzgerald with a good matchup. Maurice Harris – Big week last week, breakout, but rains to be seen if Jameson Crowder can get healthy again. I think Jason or uh, Jordan Howard could have another favorable game script if the Bears can dominate like they did last week against the Bills. Jalen Rashard is actually in a pretty good spot against the Chargers. He put up six catches on them uh, with Marshawn Lynch healthy, I believe, in week five. They should only stand and improve this week against the Chargers. Uh, Trey Burton, Edo Smith. Somewhat concerning. Trey Burton's just been too inconsistent for my liking, but Ito has been just kind of average, low-end RB2 numbers. So I think it's a safer week than you've seen. I think you could get 125, 130-ish. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm definitely hurting with uh, AJ out and Demarius on by, Cortland Sutton on by. 
So we'll see what happens here. Um, unfortunately, I didn't play Ben last week, so that kind of hurt my uh, points for total and hurt my chances. But there's four more weeks, so I got some hope. <laughs> All right, we'll move on next to Kurt versus George. The battle of the team is not trying. Uh, even though George looks like his team might be uh, coming back for a late run. Uh, so I'll take Kurt's side here. Um, you know, he dropped Kirk for Baker, which is, uh, you know, an interesting play. We'll see how that turns out. But B- Baker's got a really good matchup against Atlanta. Mike Evans against Washington, you know, if – it depends on what his, you know, injury status is. But if Josh Norman tries to shadow him, I don't think uh, Norman's going to have a lot of success as he's had a lot of trouble covering these top receivers this year. So I think Evans could uh, have a pretty serviceable game. Landry uh, with Mayfield's, you know, a decent stack. I think he's going to get a lot of receptions against Atlanta. Um, but he's shown he doesn't really have a massive ceiling. It's going to have to see what happens with Golden Tate. Uh, I mean, it's his first game with the Eagles, so uh, you really have no idea what his production is going to be. Um, Melvin Gordon's going to keep doing what he does, especially against Oakland. They're probably going to get up early and want to just run the clock out, so he's in a really favorable script there. And then on the opposite side of you know game scripts is Carryon Johnson, who's probably going to get uh, you know maybe phased out of the game. And Chicago is the, arguably the best run D in the league so far this year. Um, I do think Uzuma is going to benefit from AJ being out, but it just depends, uh, you know, really how that offense can, how much that offense can really score. And then I'm surprised to see he's starting Des Bryant right now. It doesn't even, uh, the Saints aren't even sure if they're going to start Des this week. So a couple of question marks on Kurt's team for sure, but he's got a lot of guys on by. Um, He does have Mike Williams in there, who's always a a good chance for a touchdown. So uh, we'll probably see Kurt's team shift around a little bit before Sunday, unless he just forgets. Yeah, we'll see if he plays his man James Crowder if he's helping. Yeah, uh, you want to take George's side? Yep, George, again, with the finally going to start the elite playing Cam Newton at Pittsburgh. Should be a shootout, should have a ton of points. Uh, Marvin Jones, both him and Galladay had kind of underwhelming weeks against Minnesota last week, but he did have the higher target share. Has a little bit of an easier matchup against Chicago, but that that offense overall, you mentioned Carryon Johnson, they they were just getting shredded by Minnesota last week. I think Stafford was sacked like eleven times, so just remains to be seen what they can do as a unit. Uh, Funches in the matchup tonight should see you know his classic probably between forty and sixty yards, five six catches. Um, Sterling Shepard against San Francisco, it's really hard to predict the Giants' offense. But San Francisco hasn't looked really that great. Coleman in a good matchup. I think Larry Fournette's going to be really interesting to see. Finally, coming back to George after nine weeks of pretty much nothing. Has a good matchup in Indianapolis. But, and they say they're going to use him in a full workload, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Crow against Buffalo, probably a safe play. Doesn't really have too many options, especially if Carson's hurt. So. Yeah, um, and he's got to, you know, pick up a kicker. I think he's probably having the same problem David did last week with the defense um, in terms of who to drop. But I think he's probably going to have to drop Andy Dalton or D.D. Westbrook there to grab somebody if he doesn't want to lose Tucker. Um, And I do think Funch is going to see a lot of Joe Hayden. So, uh, you know, he might have some issues there tonight. He hasn't been that great against lockdown corners. But overall, I think uh, it's going to be a pretty close game, I think, after the trade. Depending on what Golden Tate does, uh, Kurt's team could put up another 145, 150 like we're used to. Um, but Like we're you know, used Baker, to. He hasn't cracked 100 in like three weeks. 
Really? Is it that long? I thought this was his first real down week. No. Let me look. I'll have to edit this shit out. Let's see. At um, least two weeks. He put up 141 in week eight. Week seven had 100. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, fuck you, Garrett. Maybe I'll keep this in just to show everybody that I'm the best. Oh, well, um, <laughs> I'm not picking him this week, so that's fine. Oh, man. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll move on. <laughs> fuck that. Uh, 9.37. I had to remember where that is so I can edit it. All right, we'll move on to the next matchup. We got big old Droopers versus Manny here. Um, I think James is in for another real tough matchup this week against Manny's team, who's been putting up real solid scores every week. Um, so on James's side, you know, Mahomes against Arizona, you know, I think he's going to feast again. There's really nothing to worry about there. Woods against Seattle, um, he should have a pretty decent week. Um, you know, he had almost 20 points last time they played Seattle this season. Uh, Galladay, you know, Chicago doesn't really have the best secondary. And unless if Matt Stafford can get some throws out and isn't getting sacked every five seconds, uh, I think Galladay and Marvin Jones should have a decent week. Uh, their secondary actually does let up a lot of yards per game. Deshaun Jackson, you know, boomer bust. There's nothing really to say there. Um, you know, he has a better connection with Fitzpatrick, but that didn't really come through last week. Kenyon Drake uh, should have a, you know, I, I want to say he should have an okay game against Green Bay with their pretty middle of the road against uh, the running back. And he's just, it really just depends on his usage. Uh, David Johnson against Kansas City. If they can use him correctly, that Kansas City gives up a ton of yards to receiving backs. So I think he should have a pretty big game. And, you know, his biggest question mark here is Gronk, like he does every week. Um, you know, he's questionable again. I don't know if he's planning to play this week or not. Um, he's limited in practice on Thursday. So it really, that's his biggest, uh, you know, uh, question mark this week as to how he's going to score. Uh, you can take your dad's side, Garrett. Yeah, it was actually funny. I was reading one of those. I uh, remember how David did those writers before the season, and he called my dad's receivers like a C minus or something, and said they were old and uncatchable, just useless receivers. And it's pretty funny to see Jeffrey and Edelman putting up numbers like they're used to. Odell was on coming off a bye last week um, against San Francisco. Good matchup, but like I said, Giants hard to predict. Doesn't have Deshaun Watson, but Alex Smith is consistent. Hasn't scored under 10, pretty safe floor. Cream Hunt, great matchup. Kelsey, great matchup. Just depends. Maybe they slow down the game, but I, it's hard to see Hunt getting underneath 18. Um, Edelman's actually against a pretty tough pass defense against Tennessee. Kind of struggled against them last year in the playoffs, but his target share isn't pretty consistent, so not too big of a worry there. Um, yeah, I mean, it just... It's pretty solid all around. I think Cobb is probably the Cobb and Jones are probably the biggest questions against Miami this week. But it's... yeah, um, and I think if there's any week that Alex Smith is going to have a big one, it's against Tampa Bay. Their defense has been really horrible against the pass this year, like historically bad. So uh, I think you know, like you said, he hasn't scored below ten or twelve points all year, um, and he's you know just a pretty safe play against James's team, who's been struggling. Uh, so I agree there. If you're um, if you're James's team, do you just put in like just bench Gronk regardless of health, or if he's healthy, you got to play him? But 
I just feel like for points sake, you might want to put in Williams or Dandola in your flex just to get the points. Yeah, I mean, Gronk's ceiling isn't really that big. I mean, in the game he played in week eight, he still got eight targets, but he didn't really do anything with it. So, I mean, he hasn't broke 20 points since the first week of the season. I think if you're going for the upside, which you kind of need to with Manny, you might just have to bench him out, right, put Doyle in there. And then, yeah, like you said, hope for Tyrell to catch an early bomb against Oakland. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's I mean, it's tough to do, but that's why it's so hard to deal with guys like Gronk because you can't – it feels horrible to bench him, but sometimes you have to. And then if you do and he goes off, you'll be like, how the fuck did I do that, you know? Yeah, I could see a big week out of David Johnson, though. Yeah, I definitely think he's going to have a solid week as long as, you know, they can play call correctly, which left, which seems like he's definitely an upgrade from McCarthy. Yeah, coming so, off the bye, too. Yeah, definitely. Next matchup, we got uh, Jake versus Joe here. Um, I'm going to take Jake's side. We got Aaron Rodgers and Scantling stack. Uh, I'll talk about Scantling a little more later, but I think he's going to be a really good player this week. And I think Rodgers um, should, you know, put up at least two touchdowns. They may get up early and just run the ball, but I think he's got a, obviously a very safe floor. Uh, Beasley and Humphreys are pretty pitiful uh, wide receiver plays, but uh, they've both been getting a decent amount of targets each week. So, you know, they're probably good for five to ten points each. Uh, James White and Mike Davis, depending on Chris Carson's health, uh, will really affect what his snap count is and carry total. Uh, but James White every week is just a locked-in option. George Kittle, um, he's you know dealing with a little bit of an injury, but uh, he's limited at practice. I'm assuming he's going to play and should be you know a top three option. And then Julio down in the flex against Cleveland, they don't um, you know he's going to see a little bit of Denzel Ward and. Uh, you know, they've been all right against the past, but nobody can really stop Julio. And uh, hopefully he's going to, you know, keep uh, scoring touchdowns. I know they finally ended that drought. Uh, and then, you know, ballsy defensive play down there with Buffalo against the Jets. But uh, they're going back to McCown. Um, he takes a lot of deep shots and stuff, so they could get a few uh, turnovers. Yeah. Want to break down Joe's side? Jake's just trying to prove me wrong about picking up the Jets defense. It's fine. <sighs> <laughs> Speaking of pickups. Joe has his golden boy, second biggest pickup of the year for him, and Matt Ryan starting at Cleveland, which is curious on the road, but against like a not bad Cleveland secondary, as you mentioned, but he's been pretty great all year, so hard to question that. Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill, both great matchups, great plays this week, I think. We mentioned Tyreek Hill in the last podcast, having a floor of 10, but a ceiling of whatever Mahomes feels like that week. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you question the game script against Arizona, but I think he's good for 15, 20 Ridley. Same thing with Matt Ryan, you know, they should key in on Julio and he should see the weaker corner. So should see solid points there. Kamara mentioned thing about Cincinnati could be, you know, more of an Ingram day than Kamara, which is interesting. Adrian Pearson, like I mentioned in the last, podcast lost two key offensive linemen and that would be cause for concern if he wasn't playing against Tampa this week who is just a sieve for yards and points to the running back position so no concern there and then he actually has a pretty sneaky play in the flex of Duke Johnson against Atlanta um and then a pretty good kicker D stack so like yeah I said, Joe, uh... Joe only needs one of these guys to go off and he should be pretty safe Right, and O.J. Howard even had two touchdowns last week, so even he has a pretty solid ceiling going forward, I think. I mean, the last four weeks, he's had 16, 11.7, 16.8, 21.3, so 
Um, he's really getting some good production out of that position finally. Uh, I guess the three tight end rotations finally paying off. Shit. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll move on next. Uh, we got uh, the battle of the fucking fantasy demons. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> they're sensitive about their sense about the language used to their people. Oh God, that wasn't a racial thing, Garrett. Stop being a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, James. Uh, I know. I might have to edit that out just for my <laughs> dignity. All right, next we have the battle that everybody wants to see. Um, we're really all hoping that they can just tie exactly um, so that they can basically both take a loss because um, we hate them both equally. Wait, is that so actually gonna... possible? I was wondering this last week watching James or uh, Jay and Andrew's matchup. Is it, have you ever seen a tie? You didn't see the text I sent like couple, maybe week six? There was an exact tie in my Superflex league down to the 100th of a point. That's wild. That's the first time I've ever seen it. But I'd, yeah. love, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'll send you the screenshot. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're all hoping that, uh, wishing they could just both take a loss this week. So I'll take Hop's side. Um, you got Russell Wilson versus the Rams. Um, he's, you know, over the last few years done really poorly in divisional games, especially against the Rams. Um, he's had some really low yardage totals and stuff, so I don't think his floor is necessarily there, especially we've seen, um, you know, him his rushing totals go down a lot this year. Uh, Gordon was finally getting the targets last week and showed, you know, that upside that Hop's been talking about. He's hopefully got Allen Robinson back, but he might see a lot of Darius Slay, so that'll be a little bit interesting. Uh, Robbie Anderson um, was close to being, you know, my pick of the week just to try and be ballsy. Uh, He has a real connection with Josh McCown, who likes to throw it deep. Um, You know, it only takes one for him. But uh, I think, you know, again, he's just clearly boomer bust there, as a lot of Hops options are. Gurley was finally slowed down last week. But uh, in the last two matchups that uh, the Rams have faced Seattle, Gurley's had seven total total touchdowns. So, uh, I think he's a pretty good bet this week for them to just kind of hand him the reins and let him take the game by himself. Uh, Eckler against Oakland, I mean, they should get up enough where they're running the ball, and he should see a fair share of touches. So if he can break one off, uh, he should put up a good score, but he's probably good for eight outside of that. Austin Hooper has kind of come back down to earth after he had a couple big weeks, um, two seven-point weeks in a row. His target totals are way back down. Um, but against Cleveland, who has a pretty uh, bad tight end defense historically, he might catch a touchdown or something. And then the guy in question. Oh, boy. Peyton Barber. Um, I mean, against Washington, Washington's had a really stout defense. Um, you know, they got crushed by Atlanta last week, but I think they'll probably get their shit back together, and they've had a really tough run D as well. Um, so I don't really think there's a lot for Peyton Barber, obviously. Um, he hasn't been getting a ton of touches. Uh, only been above, you know, seven points two times all season. So I really don't think there's much upside there, Garrett. Yeah, I think – David is probably salivating over the fact that he has a startable receiver for the first time all season. Or not all season, I guess he had both bullets. But made the move to get Juju and should pay off starting tonight against Carolina. Should be focused on trying to stop AB in a premier matchup. Juju should return to that kind of 75 yards you've seen out of him most weeks. Obviously, still has a safe running back floor. Questioned a little bit about Zeke at Philadelphia this week with the Cowboys looking pretty confused on the offensive side of the ball, but McCaffrey should have a big night tonight. Um, it's a lot of game. It's a lot of David's week rides on tonight with Olsen, Mac, and Juju playing today. Uh, Bardney has got some tough matchups with D- 
Doug Baldwin at the Rams. Didn't do too much against them the first time. Only got one target for one catch. Um, Andrew Luck against Jacksonville. They're coming off the bye. Expect the defense to be a little bit better. Uh, but his man Breda, even though he's made a glass and it's probably 60% chance of getting hurt on Monday night, uh, the Giants just got torched by Adrian Peterson week eight. So that's actually a pretty favorable matchup. So didn't lose too much dealing Cook. Got a lot back in Juju. Yeah, um, interesting to see what he does with Andrew Luck there, if he just keeps him in and hopes for the best there. I mean, I'm looking at the waiver wire right now for pickups. I mean, you got Fitzpatrick against the Skins. I don't think he's going to replicate Matt Ryan last week, and he's always a threat to get benched. Um, I mean, Bortles has been a viable fantasy quarterback, you know, his whole career just with his garbage time nonsense. But, you know, I wouldn't want to trust him. Uh, He also got benched, and then – I mean, the only really option outside I think would be Mariota, who's been starting to come back into form, and New England's defense has been pretty forgiving. Um, but, I mean, playing Mariota over Luck would be a pretty ballsy move. But then again, um, you know, David claims, uh, you know, he's a ballsy guy, so we'll see what he does. Yeah, he's a Fitzpatrick fan, no? Uh, Started him last so. week, I believe. Yeah. Could, could happen again. All right, we'll move on to the final matchup. We got you versus uh, – Old Jay here. I think he's in for a stomping. I mean, your projected score is just fucking bananas. Um, so I'll take Garrett's side here. You know, got Tommy Lugnuts against Tennessee. They got a pretty decent defense. I think he'll get his probably at least two touchdowns, maybe three if Tennessee can uh, keep it competitive. Keenan Allen against Oakland. Um, I mean, lucky for him, the Chargers like to keep throwing pretty late in the game, even when they're ahead. So I think he's in for a lot of receptions. Oakland's team has just given up as a whole Tyler Boyd you know going forward should get a lot of uh receptions or you know a lot more targets uh in AJ Green's absence but it depends how long AJ Green is out and I think this week he's going to be shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore um and you know he's been a pretty solid shutdown cornerback and then next week he's got Baltimore so I think it's not going to be as fruitful as you know a lot of people think with uh AJ going down with that injury just because of the schedule but uh you know, he could always um, get a lot of, you know, short receptions and underneath work and, you know, really give you that floor. Uh, I think Traquan, with the addition of Dez, his production is really going to depend on whether Dez plays or not. Um, but Traquan's always a, you know, possibility of breaking off a long catch. James Conner should feast tonight. Um, Carolina has, you know, given up not that many fantasy points to the running back on the season, but they haven't really been that, uh, faced that many running back. Or, they haven't really faced any running backs of James Conner's caliber, but they really haven't faced that many uh, great running backs to begin with. Uh, so I think between James Conner and Saquon, you've got a really safe floor there. Ertz against Dallas should be fine. I'm sure he's going to get six to ten catches. And then, you know, Cohen against Detroit is really kind of a question mark whether or not he gets game scripted out of the game. But aside from that, you really don't have a, a weak spot, just some guys and not the best matchups, but they all are talented enough where I think your floor is 140 points. I hope so. Yeah, just a quick point on Boyd. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but he does work a little, uh, a good amount out of the slot, and so he should see whoever the slot corner is. And they're, I think they're going to put uh, Cody Core and Erickson on the outside to kind of keep Lattimore off of him as much as possible. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, you want to take Jay's side? Yep. So he's got great matchup. With Rivers at Oakland, like you said, they like to keep throwing the ball. Don't want to risk Melvin Gordon. Might as well have old Phil tossed around on him for a while. 
Uh, Adams at or Adams playing against the Dolphins this week. Obviously, number one receiver for Rodgers, super safe floor, but might not be a blow up week. Having to deal with um, Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard, yeah. yeah, could be difficult for him. He's pretty good against big physical guys like Adams. Cooks against Seattle. It's kind of tough to project because he got knocked out literally like the third or fourth play against Seattle the last time they played. But um, they're. A pretty stout secondary. I think he still reaches like in the 10 15 range. And then, uh, you know, he sent over an ounce of Cali Cush to Kurt for Joe Mixon and Corey Davis. So, Davis probably not going to see a lot this week, but I'm pretty faithful in him long term. Should see a lot of Stephon Gilmore. Mixon actually also hurt a little bit by the AJ Green trade going against a Saints defense that has been great against the run, kind of made Gurley look pretty human last week. Uh, Deion Lewis going against his former team in New England, showing what he can do last week. Actually, has, has had two back-to-back weeks of 20-plus, so pretty big potential there. Vance McDonald, always a question of who the, who the actual tight end is with Pittsburgh. Jesse James had a big week last week. And then Lockett at the Rams, He's been consistently getting 10-15, but he has been a little bit touchdown dependent as you've seen in recent weeks, so remains to be seen. Yeah, um, like you said, I think New Orleans is going to have a um, pretty easy time stacking the box against Joe Mixon with uh, A.J. Green out. And uh, I think Deion Lewis, he got 19 carries last week, so they seem to just kind of be fully given up on Derrick Henry outside of goal line work. So I think he... Provided he stays healthy, should get a lot of touches and uh, is a good bet to uh, score a decent amount of fantasy points this week. Yeah, and just asking for a friend, would you advise starting Cohen or Mac? Uh, I think Mac is going to have a better week. I, I do think Cohen will get more or less game scripted out. He's got more boom potential, but I think Mac is a safe bet for you know work and some goal line work. I'm sure they'll get – you know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get a deep pass interference on uh, T.Y. Hilton, you know, and get, you know, a couple goal line carries from Marlon Mack or something like that. So I think he's definitely a safer bet uh, against a team that's not projected to do too well this week. Interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to our picks of the week. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to go with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, I think, you know, the Green Bay Packers are going against the Dolphins. And I like we kind of talked about earlier, I think Devontae Adams is going to be shadowed by Xavier Howard a lot. Um, so I think Rodgers is going to go to Scantling. He's been trusting him more and more each week. Um, even though his catch totals haven't been big, um, most of his catches are far downfield. He has a really high uh, average depth of target. So I, I think he's going to have a pretty solid week as long as they don't just get up uh, really early and just run it the rest of the game. So I think he'll have six catches for 120 yards and a score. Yeah. As a Packers fan, I love that. All right. What do you got? Going with the old Duke. Duke Johnson had a huge week against Kansas City last week. He had only one rushing attempt, but only conceded one target to Chubb and had six catches or seven catches. Uh, he sees a great matchup this week, but more so than the matchup, he has his former running back coach in Kitchens as the new OC there. And he's recognized that Ch- or, uh, Duke actually has like the 11th most po- points per touch in the league. He's just very adept at making people miss, doing things in the open field that a lot of people can't do. 
which is perfect in a shootout with Atlanta defense that has given up over 100 yards receiving to Mack and Kamara. Obviously, those are top-tier guys, but they even let Peyton Barber catch a score against them a couple weeks ago. So Water it's... trash, as George <laughs> says. So, I mean, if he can score, yeah. put a fucking helmet on Garrett, and he can do that. Come on. <laughs> he had four um, catches against this Atlanta defense. I'm saying that Duke this week will have six catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Any rushing totals? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't. Yeah, I think it's a good, uh, good play. You know, like you said, he's got his uh, old coach there who wants to use him. I'm surprised they hadn't been using him as they gave him a pretty big contract extension. They obviously recognize his talent. Um, and Kansas City and Atlanta are the two best possible matchups you could have as a fantasy uh, receiving back. So, yeah, I think he's a pretty solid bet to go off again this week. Um, all right, and then finally, we will just go through each matchup and give a quick – comment and pick who we think is going to win. Um, I mean, I got to bet Andrew's probably going to win with the Mike Thomas and Breeze stack as long as they don't get up super early. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I want to pick your team. Like, if I knew that Crowder wasn't playing, I might pick your team. I don't think he hasn't practiced yet, and they declared him out on Thursday last week. I'm pretty sure he's – He practiced today. Almost... Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I want to pick your team. You know, I'm going to go with your team. Andrew's been losing a lot of close games. Ben's going to go crazy today. Larry's going to return to form. Especially if either Mich- – I mean, Michelle's probably coming back. But if Reed misses time, you have a good shot. Oh, well, let's hope so. Um, all right, next we got Kurt versus George. Um, I think with the trade, he's going to – Kurt's going to see a little bit more production than you guys expect, and I think he's going to take the win. All aboard the George train. Grace doesn't have yeah. enough points to keep up with George this week. <laughs> Fuck off. I know it's uh, I know it's her. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next we got James versus uh, Manny. Uh, I don't think there's any stopping Manny. His weakest player is Randall Cobb right now, I think. So uh, I think unless James has a real massive week, he's going down again. Yeah. My dad's going to beat up on James. Not really close. Next, we got Jake versus Joe. Um, I think Joe probably takes this week unless all of his boom-bust guys bust. Um, but I think he's got a safer floor than he has in the past. So uh, I'm going to give it to Joe. Yeah, good Jake's big Broncos on by. I think Joe has just so much more potential. Next, we got uh, Hop versus David. Uh, I think I'm going to have to give it to David. I want David. Uh, it feels horrible to wish well on David's team, but uh, I think I think he's got it. I think the trade does help his team out. Uh, I think he takes it down, especially with Thielen on by. Yeah, matchup of the week for sure. I think, yeah, with Thielen out, it's it's hard to pick against David this week. But if Thielen was in, I might pick up. Uh, finally, we got you versus Jay. I mean, I got to give it to your team. It's a juggernaut. You can't stop it. You have almost a hundred more points than your dad, who's in second, and he has fifty more points than the third place team. So, fuck you, fuck your family. <laughs> stop, t- stop taking all of our money. <laughs> I'm picking myself and leaving it with Jay's knowledge of football. That he texted me that Nathan Peterman is going to blow up this week against the Jets. So, yeah, just take that for so... what it's worth and watch him beat up on Jay this week. We talked about him and what the wax does to his brain. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll see what happens this weekend, and we'll get back to you on Tuesday and uh, break down what happens. <laughs>